I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yoda Spee, welcome to the Sportive, episode 200 and something or other. I'm not sure. Uh, quick roll call. John, do I have you? Brandon, you've got me all the time. Oh boy! And that sounded Stu, needlessly, needlessly euphemistic. I guess. Yep. Yep. Didn't ask for that. Stu, are you with me? And welcome. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, Stu. You actually have other people to talk to outside of your family. I hope you can. <laughs> I know. Adjust. <clears throat> uh, Clarence it's good to have is you guys gone. Back. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be back. I uh, I don't remember where I was, but I was somewhere. Clarence is gone this week. He's up north uh, screaming at somebody uh, <laughs> near Twitter. a lake, I believe, on Twitter and maybe on Twitter, in real life. Constantly. Yeah, so he's got to be pretty pretty relaxed and bored if he's able to. Well, I mean, he's always on Twitter a ton, but uh, he good always... for him. I was going to say he's probably screaming at somebody in real life, but we all know that he's actually a very nice person in real life, so I'm sure he's doing... Yeah. Odd jobs for free and uh, helping old mm-hmm. ladies with their groceries and and then just screaming at people on Twitter. So that's what I my my guess is that's what his vacation looks like. That sounds about right. Uh, we're st- we're starting a little late tonight because John was reading a a bedtime story to his lovely daughter. And John, did you reveal on what that story was? Well, I'll tell you, Stu. It was. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, because Winnie the Pooh is absolutely the best, and it wasn't nice. Yeah, I, th- what I thought you were going to read like a chapter from like Earl Weaver's favorite profane <laughs> rants at Don Dinkinger or something like that. I <laughs> some sort of sports related. I only, filth. I only read but, uh, Winnie the Pooh's app. No, I no. only read her chapters from Tarkenton by Jim Klobuchar and Fran Tarkenton, the best split autobiography <laughs> of the 1970s. The Art of well, the Post-Game good. Interview by Hal McRae. Yep. <laughs> just just played YouTube clips for for, for the, my dear Quinn. 85% uh, of the world well, works, the food's good. the other yes. 15% comes to this nursery and boos my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a good pull. Uh, all right, let's... That really was... John, you want to just talk about the various things you're disappointed in this week, which is actually the same suggestion you make every week, and right. it happens every week. It's so what we our might podcast as well continue is on that theme. More than anything, yeah. it's yeah. just a way to work through our disappointment. But we, this is finally our first podcast chance to work through my sheer. I, I don't think it's too much. Just I, too much to call it depression about the end of the Ricky Rubio era in Minnesota. I'm 
genuinely sad about this, Brandon. I I loved yep. him very much. I loved him as my own son. And now he's gone because of that supreme butthole Tom Thibodeau. Well, you know, for some fans of other teams and other sports, their goal seems to be winning the championship. We're going to win it all someday. We're going to get a ring. You know, they think they're on the team. So um, so that's what most fans seem to be seem to be aiming for. But I think there's, and I've talked about it a lot, a lot in the past, but the beauty of being a Wolves fan is knowing that's never going to happen and being okay with it and just watching it to be entertained. And to that end, Rubio was the most fun and entertaining player the Wolves have had for a very long time. Uh, so, again, kind of beyond like how effective he was, he was just super fun to watch. So right. they're probably going to be almost as good with Jeff Teague, maybe a little bit better with Jeff Teague. I don't really want to argue that sort of stuff, but they for sure will be less fun. And that's I, why we watch. So I'm fucking I like the Timberwolves. very, very depressed. I like the Timberwolves far, far less than I did, even though they're better now. They're a better team than they were, and I just, I, I sort of loathe them in a very different way. I've always loathed them for being a failure of a franchise and for making me somewhat depressed. But with Ricky Rubio, I loathe them for not surrounding Ricky Rubio with good enough players to make him happy. And now that they've traded Ricky Rubio to make way for other players, I'm just, I'm sad in a very different way. I can't, I can't really compare it to, to anything because the Twins never traded Kent Herbeck, basically, but... I, when the Wolves traded Kevin Garnett, I felt a little bit of the same way because obviously KG was so amazing for so long. And at the end, when they finally traded him, it was like it, it was like someone who can't take care of a child and they have to give it up for foster care or whatever. It's just it was it was very they couldn't take care of KG anymore and they had to let him go to some some place that would take care of him. But that wasn't the case with Richard. I'm um, a quick. Uh... A quick yeah. fact check, John, by the way, that the, although the Twins did not trade Kent Herbeck, um, Kent Herbeck did trade the last five years of his potential career for Wendy's. <laughs> and uh, t- <laughs> Brandon, I was wondering what you were going to choose. I was, was going to guess ribs. I just Brandon, hated to be ribs, no. but you... <laughs> Brandon, you, you can check Wendy's his baseball so reference bad. page. Brandon, could you please tell Stu I'm not talking to him anymore? <laughs> yes, just run everything through me for the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, ribs was so much worse than Wendy's. Wendy's was the answer. Great job, man. Yes. That's a good That's joke. That's what I'm here for. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, it's a it's an odd, it's a very odd time to be a Wolves fan. That's for sure. Because I'm in your boat, too, of I'm supposed to be way more excited than this because they are objectively better. But I'm going to miss my sweet boy. We loved him more than anybody, John. You and I. You and me. We were the ones. We're on the front lines battling daily all of the Ricky Rubio doubters. And finally he was going to get a chance. We, we said this so many times. We said that if you just put a decent team around him, he'd be an amazing point guard. And they finally did. And he never got to play with them once because they traded him. Because, as I mentioned before, Tom Thibodeau is a butthole. Yep, yep. Uh, perfect, uh, you know, starter, fourth best player on a championship team type guy, and because he was 
not selfish, didn't need a ton of touches, great defensively, good contract, like a perfect guy once you get your three studs, which they had. And so they had this team that I was unbelievably excited about for about what what did we have there? A week? Was yeah, it a week something like of that. a sweet spot? And I understood the fit thing when when Butler came around of like, okay, well, he's not a great shooter and he needs the ball in his hand a fair amount of the time. But it seemed like a pretty solvable thing. Of For one thing, you stagger Butler and Wiggins' minutes. And then another thing is that Wiggins could just be your corner three guy and just get really good at that. He's still going to get his points, his touches, etc. And he could save a little bit of energy for defense. It seemed like that could work. And I understood the opposite side. But again, it didn't feel like a rose-colored glasses to see how this could be a pretty decent fit. But And I understand the Teague allure of a guy who can drive and actually shoot the layup versus Ricky Rubio being left wide open and still somehow deciding to pass. I get it. It's sort of frustrating. Well, Whenever you can can get an older guy for more money who's worse at defense, you make that trade. You do that (laughs) trade off. I mean, that's... Well, it's just such an odd thing to me. And get less. That's what you want. More for less. It's like, yeah, it's really frustrating to see Rubio miss a you know, 17-foot wide-open jump shot. I totally agree with you. However, that happens, he shoots like three times a game. So it's not like he's he's demanding 20 shots a game. And it's also frustrating when Teague allays guys over and over and over for wide-open layups. Like, that's also going to be frustrating for you as a fan, I would think. So, And it's not like Teague's a lights-out shooter either. Maybe he will be somehow, but he hasn't been, so... I mean, I get it in a way, but I also don't understand why this was worth the the hassle for a little bit more expensive, a little bit older, just for like maybe a slightly better offensive fit and a way worse defensive fit. I just, I'm bumming, man. And I sh- this is not the time that Wolves fans are supposed to be bumming. We're supposed to be like running through the street, shirts off, party. Right. Um. And do you want to take a minute to talk about all of the Wolves' uh, many bench moves after that? We can talk about... Um... Well, then there's... Um... Uh, don't forget... And... Well, at least... I mean, they, and they still really have... addressed their shooting by doing... Um... And then there's... Um... And also... <laughs> and scene. Well, as <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you were worried that that Wiggins and Butler were going to play too much in general, you should be way more worried considering they have literally zero backups right now. <laughs> they, as of now, will be playing forty-eight minutes per night, zero games off. So predictable. Why do these old coach guys have to be so predictable every time we hire one of them? They are who they are. It's what. There, that's that's the way they've always been. That's the way they were meant to be. The old dogs, man. We ask at every show almost. Do they do they learn new tricks? I don't think they do. I haven't met one yet. And Thibodeau's the same. But they will probably win more. That's cool. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah. Like 47 and a half is what Vegas has them on right now. 
I think that's what I haven't actually um, seen that. But I, who was that? Rand was that our friend Rand yep. that found that? Yeah, our friend, our friend Michael Rand. That's about what I would have expected them to do because a lot of the, I think five thirty eight had him on like fifty two wins, but they again had him on forty five last year. So, grain of salt with those guys because on paper they should be a forty five to fifty win team, but you know. They'll fuck this up somehow. I mean, obviously, either Wiggins or Butler's knee, one of those four knees is going to explode by Christmas, probably. I have to assume. There's no way both those guys are getting to the new year with... we. I mean, it, we're recording this on July 6th, so who knows what their backup situation is going to look like, but it's going to be horrible. It's going to be garbage. Dumpster fire behind them, so they'll be run into the ground pretty quickly so i, I i'm taking the end of that i'm ha- if it if it ends up at 47 and a half like legitimate the site that i use to pretend gamble gamble with uh sarcastic air quotes <laughs> uh i would be hammering the under on that one and maybe that's emotional maybe just because i'm so bummed out about rubio that i just don't have any faith in him anymore that could have been like coloring me for the past few years when I was so optimistic about it. I don't know. John, what do you think about 47 and a half? I, I tried, I, I, I tried to care this morning about Mike's post. I mean, it's the annual smoke, check your smoke detector batteries. The Timberwolves are going to be good post. And it's not, love it. it probably doesn't even qualify as a check your batteries post because we have at least 150 more Timberwolves posts coming from Mike before the season starts. <laughs> yeah. But he wants to believe. It, you see 47 and a half and you think, well, that would be amazing. But I'm still so angry about Rubio's departure that I'm finding it hard to care right now. I'm sure as we get into the season and I watch a few games, I'll start caring more just because that's the way it goes. But right now it's like a big deal, 47 and a half. I don't care. I hope Tom Thibodeau stubs his toe every day for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Well, we still have Towns, right? We do still have Towns. Towns is amazing. I think but he's not. we're going to have to pour our energy into him because I think that's really the Hello? for the for the fun factor. I, I mean, maybe you feel differently about Wiggins. I do not like him. Maybe someday I, I will. Like I reserve the right to change my mind, but I, I don't like Wiggins. Um, I don't know enough about Butler. He seems like kind of a bruiser who's really effective, but maybe not necessarily like the most graceful, fun guy to watch. Right. Uh, I don't I, like Jeff Teague. I've never liked him, so that's a bummer. It, what else? I mean, that's B Jelly, Ugh. Jang. I know. See, here's uh, no. the thing about Rubio. No, thank you. That set aside the defense and everything, he was a joyful player. He really seemed to be enjoying himself. And now, Tom Thibodeau, of course, has no joy in his personality at all. He, it's his personality is defined by the, defined by the absence of joy. He just his yes. life is sitting in a cinder block room with one bare light bulb, watching tapes of Boston Celtics games from the nineteen sixties, and he's constructed a team in his image. Just the Timberwolves are going to be a better team and also a more hateful team, if you see what I mean. It's just going to be an angry 
difficult team to play against. You know how you know how the Bulls just hated each other last year? Like it was very clear that every single person on the team hated every other single person on the team. The Timberwolves might like each other, yes. but they're gonna hate every other opponent. It's just gonna be not quite Pistons in the 1990s level, but it's just going to be a lot of hate just flowing out of the Timberwolves, which is the exact opposite of Ricky Rubio, who was just, he was a ray of sunshine in our otherwise depressed lives, lives, and I just, I'm trying to get excited about Jimmy Butler yelling at Carl Anthony Towns on the floor, and it's it's hard, Brandon. It's just hard. Yep. Yep. The The... One of the most exciting things in basketball, I would say in sports, but let's just say basketball, is just a guy who understands what's happening before it happens and can kind of right. pick some uh, a defense apart or see a steal coming or whatever. There's only there's not a ton of those guys in the league in general, and we lost one of them and picked up zero of them, and that was one of the more fun things of of watching the Wolves was this dude who's not athletic, not tall, uh, not a great shooter, obviously somehow find a way to keep his team in it it was uh it was just a blast to watch so it was again we had like five or six days there where i was just you know i was walking on sunshine it was just the sunny side of the road that's where i was just skipping down the sidewalk and now i'm trying to be like you have convinced myself like yeah you know they'll be the bruisers of the league that's cool you know a lot of elbows and yeah, hard, a lot of hard rebounds. Fouls. I guess that's that's and fun I to watch. And I need you more than love you, and I love you for all time. And the Wichita lineman is still on the line. La, 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 Sorry, that's la, la, what la, I la. picture Brandon doing. <laughs> I just <laughs> that's where I figure Glenn Brandon's Campbell? at right now. Just yeah. singing Glenn Campbell songs. <laughs> sorry, <sighs> I'm sorry. I just, of... I'm trying. I'm, I'm just. I make jokes trying to lighten the mood because I know this is just a really hard time for <laughs> all of us. It's weird really. though. Like it's so confusing because they're gonna be really good. No, Ricky Rubio did not die, honey. Oh. Sorry. No, he's. Randy a... asked if Ricky Rubio <laughs> died. So that's he fair might as well. For how we're acting. <laughs> it's a fair question. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to get the NBA package so I can watch him. I can see that happening many times because I am, we've talked about this in the podcast plenty, but I am one of the, the biggest proponents of sports bachelor, bachelorhood. Like just be a bachelor, mm-hmm. follow your teams if you want to follow them, ditch them if you want to. I don't give a shit. It's not going to affect me. So I'm not going to ditch the wolves, but I'll, I'll watch some jazz. I don't give a shit. I'll tune in. I'll follow him wherever he goes. I committed to that before he got traded, and then he did, and I'm going to... I mean, he went to a decent situation. They should be fun. They got some young guys. Uh, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll be competitive. And uh, I just I can't wait to see how he, th- how he is in a different system. Will he thrive or not? I mean, either way, he'll be good on defense. So I don't think he'll be able to take the, the joy from Ricky ever. But I do know. have some I joy just, I feel bad. on from myself. Yeah. 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 I wonder what percentage of fans are super excited because I was 
I was reading the Star Tribune a little bit before Rubio got traded. It must have been a week or two before of whether or not fans wanted to trade Rubio or not. And 26% of people on the poll wanted to trade him, which was kind of blew me away. I would have expected the exact opposite. It seemed to me, maybe I've been talking to Colin too much, our stupid friend who doesn't know basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah, but well, and, he doesn't get dunked and, on a lot. So that's... <laughs> you you got to remember 26% of people in a Star Tribune poll are liable to vote for anything. 26% of people yeah, that's want true. Miguel Sano traded mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I would have assumed, like, wouldn't you have guessed the majority of fans would have wanted Rubio traded? I mean, 26%. I mean, so three out of every four people wanted Rubio still around, which is very surprising oh. to me. So I think so you're that... Saying it's, you're saying it's lower than that. It's lower than you expected. Much lower, yes. I, I definitely thought that if you polled a thousand Wolves fans, okay, let's. I know that that's ridiculous. There aren't a thousand Wolves fans, but let's pretend there are a thousand people who care about the Wolves. That five hundred would have been like, yeah, get rid of them. I don't. I don't like them. Hmm. But so I think that maybe we are. Well, we're obviously two of the most dramatic about Rubio since we're we were driving the Rubio bus longer than anybody. But there's more people like us than I had expected originally. So that doesn't help me at all. I just want to point it out. Okay, John. Well, good. I'm, I'm also curious about your thoughts on one Todd Gibson. I have zero thoughts on Todd Gibson, to be honest with you. I don't – I'm still not – it's like I said. I'm not over the Ricky Rubio hangover yet. So when – they signed Taj Gibson. I was like, "Big deal. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try." They, they've, they've hurt me. They've hurt me deeply, and now all I can give them is indifference. <laughs> Taj Gibson is a okay. basketball player who has previously played for other teams, other professional basketball teams. He, he True. will, he has never played for Minnesota before, but will play for them in the future. We assume. That's my Taj Gibson analysis. Yeah, that's also, and I can't stress this I don't, part I don't enough. Think there's anything else. Tom Thibodeau is a butthole. Hmm. I mean, I get what he's doing in a way, but he's—I'll say this—we've seen so much worse that I can't yet put him into Kurt Rambis, David Kahn, Kevin McHale territory. I'm just more mad at him than anything. Like, I don't think he's a incompetent disaster. Although I reserve the right to think that at some point. Just, uh, I'm just mad. I'm not happy. It's all I got yep. on the Wolves. I got, it's all I got. I'm, I'm even more depressed than I thought I was. Just can't even discuss it anymore. <laughs> Uh, hey, you know what? I thought we would get about 30 seconds in and have to press stop and just can't go on. We got 22 yeah. good quality minutes there. I, we did it. The point of these podcasts is to make High ourselves quality. feel better, but I don't feel better. I'm more angry. Well, I tried to I tried to say that towns might be our new thing, but that didn't really take. It didn't take no. for me either. Even when I, as I knew I was saying it, it's like, 
when you get a new dog and you're like, oh, this one, this will still be a good one, but you know, it's like not as good as, not as good as the first dog. So, well, I'll think of something. It'll maybe just one of those things where it's you know time. We just need a little bit of time, time away, gather our thoughts, maybe go for some long walks or you know whatever you have to do to reflect. <laughs> I obviously. Uh, as you guys know, just basically just listen to Glenn Campbell constantly. So I'll probably keep doing that. It's the right thing to do. Did I get that right? Is it Glenn Campbell? There was there was an the era when many too? of our best music stars were named yeah. Glenn, and that era pretty much ended with Glenn yes. Danzig, I think. I think so. It's a through line from like Glenn Miller to Glenn Campbell to Glenn Danzig. It's it's called it's the Glenn era of uh, popular music. It it's been an uneven it's been an uneven century for the Glens in popular music. Yeah, pretty hit and miss. But when it hits, it hits hard. Okay, well, I'm sorry to make you feel better about that, John. You know that I was the wrong person to ask if you were looking to if you were looking to chin up. About uh, about Ricky right. Rubio, you gotta go to you gotta go to somebody else. You gotta go to one of these idiot ball watcher friends of ours that just see like missed shots and think that's all that matters in basketball. And you guys know who you are. You're not listening, obviously, but I think deep down you know that I'm talking about you right now, and I'm I'm not happy. Well, at but least let's, Clarence uh, wasn't here to encourage us to kill ourselves. <laughs> Yes, that's he's true. always he's, here to do that. He, when, he's always here to do that. I was going to say he's probably doing that on Twitter as we speak. Probably, I've so got like knows. seventeen notifications on Twitter, so I assume he's up to no good. <laughs> Something happened. Uh, okay, yep. on to maybe not better teams, but different teams. Other teams. John, can you tell me what's other teams? Can you tell me what's been happening with the Minnesota Wild? There was an expansion draft. We lost some people. Did we get something back? What is what? What has happened? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, the, the expansion draft was confusing. And it's the, the whole expansion draft process is kind of a funny process because with, with only one team, they could basically call their shots in terms of who they wanted to pick and who they didn't. 
So all the teams finish off their expansion list, and they can protect, like, seven skaters and three defensemen and one goaltender. And most teams like the Wild had at least one and maybe three or four guys that they wanted to keep off of that list. And basically, the the Las Vegas general manager, who was an old, an old hockey player named George McPhee, basically was just walking into everybody's office like, oh, nice team you got here. Be a shame if something happened to it. Maybe you want to... Maybe you want to make me an offer about what I should do to not blow up your team here. So the Wild, the Wild traded, they, they basically traded one of their best prospects to Las Vegas in order for Las Vegas to take a different player than they might have otherwise. So basically what they did was trade them one player so that they could trade them another player. So, okay, so can you who is a person who is a player that they may have chosen they, well, if this the funny thing weird is, shenanigans hadn't happened. Las Vegas might have chosen, let's say, Marco Scandella, one of the one of the wild defensemen that was unprotected. They might have chosen Marco Scandella. Of course, a player that I definitely know. Yep. yep. So in order to make sure that they didn't choose Marco Scandella, the wild What's, what's happening? <laughs> That's I don't know. House? My family is yelling. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Oh, Family's yelling. I don't know what's going on. I finished the healthy ice cream. Oh, she finished Domestic. the healthy ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is grounds for hollering. Yep, that's, yeah, that's it's, a lot of when the, halo, when, the, when the halo tops is gone, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> grounds for yelling. Sorry <laughs> about that. Brandon yep. knew it was halo tops. Yep. So, sorry, John. Please okay. continue. I, I was busy talking. The Wild traded in, so that they didn't take Scandella. They traded them one of their best projects, a guy named Alex Tuk or Tuck. I actually have never known how to pronounce his last name. One of their better prospects, so that Las Vegas would take Eric Halla, who was one of one of my favorite players on the Wild because he played for the Gophers. But he's a fourth line center and. I I thought he was good and probably deserved more of a chance to 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 be useful, but the Wild obviously didn't see it that way. And for some reason, they they just keep getting getting rid of centers. They're like out of centers at this point. But we'll see who who else they manage to find. And then a couple weeks later, they kind of did the same thing. They bas they traded Scandella to Buffalo, along with Jason Pominville, who had maybe the worst contract in hockey for the least productive player the Wild have ever had. And basically it was Scandella so that they would take Pominville. We're going to trade you a good player so that you take this bad player. And in return, they got two hockey players who I was initially excited about, and then I found out I had both of them confused with someone else. So. <laughs> so. for two. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um... They got two hockey players for Pominville and Scandella. Uh. So I, what I think went down, and bear with me for a little bit here. I had to write this one down. Um, like Chuck Fletcher, like basically said to Pominville, you know, skater boy, I'll see you later, boy. You're not good enough for the wild. And you know, he had a pretty face, but his head was up in space, and he needed to come back down to earth. 
And like maybe like five years from now, he'll sit at home, you know, sh sharpening his skates. He's all alone. Then he'll turn on TV and guess who he sees? Alex Tuck rocking on NHL TV. I think that <laughs> might be what happens. <laughs> Do you think that's what's that going to happen? That was weirdly poetic for just like that an off-the-cuff statement. Do you, I don't know if you realize, but almost everything you just said rhymed. Kind of near the wow, that's, line that's by insane. Line. I, I, not, yeah, I, was, I, just, I, yeah. I was just you know writing it down. I you know, because I know John yeah. knows a lot more about this than I do, and I figured I'd run that past him and see if it made any sense. So, he was a can you confirm if he was a skater boy and Chuck Fletcher said see you later, boy? That for sure happened, right? Uh, he was not for the, the wild. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're the person that needs to confirm this bit of rhyming news. <laughs> I I think the thing that impresses me the most that of all the things for Stu to put a little work into on this podcast, this is what he chose. <laughs> that was it. I did some prep work, and here's an ad. I would think I would think the people who still listen to this goddamn thing would know that's exactly what I would do. That's where that's where the work would go in. I should have expected anything else. You would think I was a body point. double. Expecting nothing else was was my was my mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, my. That was that was great, Stu. Thank you for thank you for that um, addition thank you. to the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. So, so this I mean, uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights GM calls uh, old Charlie Fletcher, George McPhee. Uh, Who's not a okay? George McPhee character. calls. Sure, sure he isn't. Yeah, uh, George McPhee calls uh, Charlie Fletcher and says, "Bro, I saw Scandella's out there. I'm taking him." And Fletcher goes, "No, no, 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 no! Please don't do that. If you do, if you take these two guys, or if you take this guy, can then you also take this other guy?" And George McPhee again, real human being, who is in charge of an actual team in the NHL who, ha who seriously who has, has a team in fucking Mar Las Vegas. He has to punch Biff or Marty's never going to exist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and a team that's for sure, definitely sure, called the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And uh, and George McPhee says, yeah, that's cool. That's I'll, I'll definitely do that. That's what happened? Uh, yeah. And, and John, I'm looking for your confirmation again. For some reason, after the, the whole fuck? draft was over, they made a number of these these types of moves. And after the whole draft was over, going into the draft, everyone said, wow, they actually might have a decent team from this draft. And they sort of stuck the young guys and prospects, and they got some draft picks. And at the, at the end, it was like, oh, they kind of forgot to draft a hockey team for next year. They're, they're a little bit short oh, so on actual be. players for next year. So they should be terrible. They also have some of the uglier uniforms I've seen in a long time. So right. I hate them. I hate them more than anything, purely for that reason. Has, but here's the thing. Has any expansion team or other uh, a, a team that moved or other new team had, a, had jerseys you actually liked recently? Jeez, that's a good call. I mean, that's a – yeah. I mean, I think the of the Jacksonville most... and Carolina NFL, uh, just the assault of teal. 
Yep. <laughs> just that was gross. So much teal. Awfulness. Yeah. Yeah. The Houston Texans, I suppose, weren't terrible, but a little too busy. It could have been way simpler. Right. And their name's the fucking Texans. That's right. That's offensive. That's bad. Just in general. That's a bad. Just not Even offensive if it wasn't to people. Only just offensive. Team, that's to... still a bad name. It was bad in 1962, and it's bad now. Yep. Yep. I don't care about nostalgia. It's bad. Uh, the Browns, no, that's nothing. The Ravens, still the Ravens busy, just, pretty gross. Yeah. Purple birds. The I do love the purple NBA. birds. Purple birds. Oh man, the NBA. Uh, I don't think anything. I can't think of anything from the NBA. Um, no. Huh. The, the the thunder are the most recent. Theirs are pretty bad, not offensive, but pretty bad. Uh, before that was wasn't that like the wolves heat? No, there was the Charlotte Bobcats uh, in but, there, which was a professional franchise. That's right. Yeah. Yep. The Pelicans is. A uh, no thanks to them. No, I like the Pelicans. Pelicans are badasses. I'm a fan. I mean, I don't want to get into it with you, but yeah, I'm going to do it. Uh, no, you're right. There's very few uniforms I like generally anyway, and none of them are the new teams. But that still doesn't make the Golden Knights better. They're still awful. True. I'm not, I'm not saying that the Golden terrible. Knights is good. I'm just saying that all of these are terrible. They aren't special. The thing that's crazy to me is like if you talk to like if you talk to people who are uniform like or people who understand style and they go to their favorites, it's always the simplest uniforms. It's the right. Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Celtics, and the Yankees. And then every new team comes out and they're like, How about uh let's have twelve colors? We'll have twelve colors. <laughs> Uh, 18 different uniform combinations, and we want to make sure the logo is just inscrutable. Like, you couldn't possibly tell what this logo is. Yep. That's what, what we're going for to here. Be? Like, the no wild logo. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, the wild logo is the worst thing on the planet. We know, and the we best know. thing ever, the best logo, as far as I'm concerned, was the Brewers. The baseball glove, the MB. Come on. You can't beat it. And for some reason... These fucking morons every single time. Let's make it right. let's make it just impossible to understand what's going on. Right. Huh. John, I don't feel better either. No. I feel worse. No, I, I wasn't even expecting to feel angry about the uniforms and now I do. <laughs> I like how we had to segue from talking about hockey to talking about fashion to get you angry. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't get worked up, and I was like, God damn it, I'm yeah. going to get worked up about something. Scandal okay, well, getting back to the wild, they're, are they basically, yeah, are they, are they worse or better, or are they basically the same team? Uh, they're, they're worse, but not significantly worse. I mean, Scandella is a, a good defenseman, and it's tough to lose him. Getting rid of Pominville is addition by subtraction, so that's a good thing. The two guys they got who... Again, I thought were two other players are they're hockey players. Both of them were like, <laughs> but both of them the, oh. the the sort of press release that went with them was like, well, they both had bad years last year, but 
if they had a bad year, then that's they're bounce back candidates. That's never good. That's it's Tyler Ennis and right. Bob Motzko from the St. Cloud State Huskies. <laughs> yep. So that's and Mike Ooh. Gintel. Huh. Familiar name? Yes. Cool. No, so it's... I guess yeah, I don't know anything about him. I want to say, I want to say Nick Fagliano. Nope, I'm I'm wrong. Mm. Marcus mm-hmm. Fagliano. No, that can't be right either. Man, that doesn't sound right. It's impressive how wrong you are about all this stuff, John. It's one of your favorite sports. Well, you know the center the Vikings drafted at Ohio, Ohio State, name of Zach Elfline. Do you remember the podcast we did after oh, the draft? Oh, Tiny Elvis. Pat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I called him Pat Fline for like the whole episode. Wait, it's not. And it it, it wasn't until like two days later that somebody. I, I think it was my brother was like, you know his name's not Pat, right? And I was like, wait a second, I'm sorry? I thought his name was Pat. I thought it was a great name for a center. Do you see that nose tackle? The sucker's huge, man. <laughs> sorry. No, I mean, I think I, I on the surface, the there. trade... The, I think on the surface, the trade is okay. I mean, getting any value for Pominville, you know, considering his bloated contract and, like... Diminishing production is a win. And I don't think Scandella had progressed as far as they hoped. And um, I think Ennis has some offensive upside, and the other guy's just a meathead. So I think the bigger picture is they never should have put themselves in the Pominville contract situation. He's been, you know, falling for years. And Scandella's lack of progress is probably on them, too. What did you read between the two? Dude, that didn't rhyme at all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's a text that Clarence sent me last week so I could talk about this on the show. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Why didn't he put it into an Avril Lavigne lyric? That's lazy. Well, bastard. he's got strong let him suits. Know next time. I, we, we both have our own strong suits, guys. So just <laughs> let, me, let me do my thing, let him do his thing, and never yeah. the twain shall meet. <laughs> uh, that's true. But, John, when we get rid of a contract like Pominville aren't we then supposed to typically do something with that money? And if they just pocket it, aren't we supposed to piss and moan a lot no, about that? No, they're not really pocketing it. They got a num- They got young guys they need to sign. They got, they got arbitration coming ah. up with Mikhail Granlund and um, Nino Niederreiter. So the, the problem mm-hmm. is that the mm-hmm. Canadian economy know. isn't doing all that well, and so the salary cap oh. is know. flat. Because the Canadian dollar sucks again, so since the salary cap doesn't go up, the the Wild need the cap room from pretty much wherever they can get it. Well, can I still piss and moan about it if I want to? Yeah, you're welcome to, but you're going to be kind of wrong. There's always been sort of this idea that the Wild don't spend very much, but pretty much annually they're right up against the salary cap every year. So it's complaining about them not spending enough money just doesn't make any sense. They spend plenty of money. It just all goes to Zach Crazy and Ryan Suter for the next 49 years. Can I complain about them running the same loser squad out year after year? Yeah, that's fine. Cool, 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 cool. I'll definitely do that. Um, all right, I'm, I'm out of hockey talk. That's good. Yeah, Clarence doesn't send me anything else. The the Wild aren't really depressing so much as they're just going to be pretty much the same. And so they'll probably be sort of 
middling unless they win 13 games in a row like they did last year, and then they might be all right. But that's about the only hope. Yeah. As long as, as, long as my perts are okay, I'm, I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> Your perts. My perts. Our perts. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you wanna you wanna wrap this up with a little twins chat? Sure. They're winning tonight. Oh, Brio, great. pitching great. okay. Uh, not great, but okay. Yep. Yep. Struggled in the early innings, but worked out of some jams. Got another one to work out of. But That's good. It's just it's nice when Barrios or Santana is pitching because you know probably they're still gonna be in there by the sixth inning. Whereas, like when Kyle Gibson pitched the other day and pitched six and two-thirds, the, pretty much the whole broadcast for the last three innings he was pitching was just openly rooting for him to actually make it past the fifth <laughs> or the sixth inning. <laughs> like when you, when, you have so a, when, you have a no, when you have a no-hitter going... And the guys are like, well, he's nine outs away. Well, he's six outs away. They were doing almost the same thing, except it started in the fourth inning just for like, well, he could pitch seven innings. All right, he's only nine outs away. He's just never know. So how far has your career fallen when the broadcast team feels they need to openly cheer for you turning in a decent start? Not a good start, a decent start. Yeah. They're basically acting it takes like their a, parents. It takes a lot for Dick Bremer to get snarky, but uh, he'll he will get snarky about Kyle Gibson. <laughs> That's yeah. just Dick Dick Bremer doesn't you hate don't see many it too people, often. but it's fairly clear he no. openly loathes Kyle Gibson for his failures. Mm-hmm. Of all the jobs that are like super cushy, first world, unbelievable, you should never complain about him at all. I do think it would really suck to be a baseball broadcaster. I could not do Dick Bramer's job. Just right. put a smile on your face year after year after year. I mean, it's just so much of the same bullshit over and over and over again. I can't imagine. You basically, you People basically make fun of these guys wobbly. for like, oh. <laughs> I you just guess. You have to be baseball I just, wobby you know, people in public make... for three hours. God, I just can't imagine. And you know, that's, that's, there, I, I, I would rather these, die. There was these clips of like, "Hey, check out these two idiot broadcasters in the middle of an inning talking about like their favorite uh, places to get Chinese food in the area or whatever." And it's like, "Yeah, how the fuck are they not doing that every single inning?" Like, I just right. can't imagine how hard that job is. Again in the spectrum of the easiest jobs in the world of, yeah, technically the luckiest people ever. I just cannot imagine how fucking miserable I'd be. If you made me do it one season, I feel like at the end of it, I'd be like, that's it. I I can't do that ever again. I uh, mean, Gleeman does one podcast a week and he talks about Chinese food. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's some good stuff. Love you, Aaron. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. So true. Okay. Uh, okay. I want to do... So they just... The Twins just passed... 
the halfway point of the season. So this has probably been done on every other radio show and podcast, but I want to do a lightning round uh, rest of season projections and tell me if they, they're going to happen or not. That's, so this does that is make yes sense? or no. This is a yes or no lightning round. Mm-hmm. This is yes or no or like over under, and you can expand your answer. I don't. I mean, it's not really a lightning round because we don't have like a deadline here. Right. Uh, we're not trying to like we're not up against a commercial. We don't have any ads. Maybe we do. Who knows? We don't know this until afterwards. If we did, it maybe twenty three and me is back abruptly in the middle of a thing. Yes, we forgot yes. to take a break yet again this week. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Luckily, we don't get ads very often. So yeah, luckily uh, it's it's so we rare. We, we get so many tweets every time there's an ad in our podcast. People are like, "Dude, you got an ad? <laughs> you guys are really making it." What the fuck? <laughs> Stamps is back. Stamps.com is back. Oh, boy. Uh, Okay. Tell me if you think, using projections, Joe Maurer is on pace for a cool 10 dongs. Do you think he's going to get 10 dongs this year? No. I think he's going to spend at least one stint and possibly two on the disabled list in the second half of the year. You think he still has a head ouchie or something different? No, I think he's old. I think something is going to go drastically wrong. You know, towards the end of the season, Ken Griffey Jr. around third base and something would just go drastically wrong. I think that kind of thing is about <laughs> to start happening to Joe Maurer. <laughs> yeah, there was at least once or twice a season after Griffey turned 30 that he was just somehow shot yeah. from a, shot by a sniper. Like he was just, just uh, running, and all of a sudden uh, his foot was turned around the wrong way, just completely <laughs> backwards. Like, how did that even happen? He was just running. That's a guy who, for some reason, I it must have just like been the start of when I kind of stopped paying attention to baseball on a day to day basis. But my memory is, once he hit the Reds, he played like eleven more games for the rest of his career. Right, but I know that's not true. Like he had to play for Spread many, many years, seasons. but that's not how I remember it. Yeah, exactly. He had like twelve grueling rehab stints where he finally got back, and then immediately something went wrong. God damn! He played for Cincinnati for like eight seasons. Really? That's not true. Yeah, and the first season that's, he played one hundred and forty-five right. games. And then 111 games. And then he was injured for three straight years, 70, 50, 80 <laughs> games. And then he came back and played in 128, 110, and 145 games. He, played, he hit 40 bombs for Cincinnati one year. Seasons. And he hit eight seasons for Cincinnati. He hit 40 bombs one year. He had 35 another year. And a 30, and then 27 bombs. That can't be. Bro- Are you sure Dude. you're not looking at. Chris Sabo's <laughs> baseball reference page. Or hold hold up, senior maybe. I, I am looking at Chris Sabo. I'm so sorry. I get these two mixed up constantly. <laughs> uh, suspended for Super Bowls inside his bat. That was Griffey, right? <laughs> Wore uh, wraparound glasses. Rex Specs. Wore Rex Specs. Was white. Wait, was Chris uh, Sabo suspended no. for Super Bowls inside his bat? Yeah. 
Yeah, his bat broke and they just went all over the field. And just bouncing all over the place. That that is I, a sport that. That was Please funny. don't look it up. But I haven't I haven't thought about I haven't thought about the Super Bowl bat for like thirty years. But I remember even when I was a kid I was like, Well, that's the stupidest thing anyone's ever done. How is putting Super Bowls inside your bat going to make it any better? <laughs> How is this going to Little not did you know that Ontario Smith was going to be a Viking. Yeah. <laughs> it was the Wizenator of bad parking. It really <laughs> And we, we've got a show title. There we go. <laughs> uh, let me write that down. The Wizenator yeah. of... Bad corking. How slow do you write? Uh, yes, it really was. Because there is... There is zero percent chance that super balls inside your bat was ever going to work out unless you truly never broke your bat ever again for the rest of your career. That was his right. only out. Like maybe, maybe this bat becomes not wood and breakable. Here is a crazier thing for you, John and Stu, and you're not going to believe this one at all. Ken Griffey uh, went back to Seattle. When he turned 39 to play for, obviously to play for the Mariners, he not only played in 117 games, but he hit 19 bombs for Seattle as a 39-year-old. Do you remember any of this? No, none of that. No, it's insane to me. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God, our friend Hans. Why are you a liar? Runs baseball man. reference. He wouldn't make a mistake. He wouldn't make a mistake this grievous, would he? Somebody else would have figured it out. Here's what happened. Uh, okay, so as I remembered this, Ken Griffey Jr. was incredible for Seattle, and then he signed with Cincinnati when he was like 34, and then he got injured after like two years, and then he played for the White Sox for like a minute, and then he signed with Seattle and played six games and retired. That's how I remember it. But this is false. Yeah. He went to Seattle as a 30-year-old, so he was in his prime. He played for them for eight seasons and obviously had a lot of really, really good seasons for them. I mean, he was fucking his OPS plus for, for while he was on Cincinnati, 133, 124, 145, 144. He was fucking awesome. Okay, so then he leaves Cincinnati and plays for Chicago for, for half a season. And then he goes to Seattle. And, yes, as a 39-year-old... Uh, he hit 19 bombs. I mean, he only hit a 730 OPS, so he wasn't great, but he was not bad. And then the next year, he retired at 40. I thought, I honestly <laughs> thought, if I honestly thought he played almost his whole career for Seattle, and then going to Cincinnati was like a Joe Montana and Kansas City kind of thing, where he was there for a couple, like three, uh-huh. four years, and it wasn't terrible, but it yeah. also wasn't great. But this is kind of flabbergasting. Yeah, I I, I am know, I stunned. Like we should, I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. You know, maybe instead I didn't expect of us to be talking about, about this. Sports, we're supposed to be talking about the wild. Instead of complaining about Minnesota sports, I think our podcast from now on should be acting surprised at baseball reference pages. <laughs> Just pick a guy. Just pick a guy yeah. like Brooks yeah, Robinson. Well, Let's get right. into it, and we just like go Man, deep Cash on Brooks Robinson. For them. Let's see what. <laughs> Can you? 
I mean, we've been trying to alienate our listeners in so many different ways. This would do it. The Norm Cash Hour. That really, I think that's, I think that's, that's the ripcord for us, I think. It's just doing that. That, that would just end it. <laughs> ripcord. That would be the sign of like, please, we're begging you, stop listening to us. Yeah. Please, oh. Acast, drop us from your podcast network. <laughs> oh god uh all right so we didn't really get very far into that lightning round okay uh into the rest no. of the season i don't so, think he's gonna hit so 10 Joe home runs because i agree with john that he's going to get hurt there he's gonna get hurt okay will will our boy byron buxton uh end the season with an over 600 ops um I'm going to guess that per Parker Hageman's analysis of the Twins absolutely fucking with his head for no good goddamn reason, that he will not. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say no he doesn't and yet by the by the war numbers he still is the second most valuable twin. <laughs> Okay, so you're you're banking on an Herb Santana trade, or a Miguel Sano, uh, too many buffets and has to yeah. So that's okay. I am gonna say above. I think he'll somehow figure it out. If you remember last year, he got hot. I don't think he's gonna get as hot as he did, but he's got some sort of crazy hot streak in him at some point that we've seen before. I think we can see it again, and I think he ends up at like a six. 625, 640 OPS. I just want the twins to leave him alone. That's all I want. That's all I want. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know what Park... I'm, I'm grooving to the beat Parker's land with changing it up, but some of this has to also be on Buxton, right? Couldn't Listen, he just very easily just t- be like, no, I'm doing what I need to I, do. Because the team has always been like, that's fine. I don't know. I don't get it. Get off his back, Brandon. Just stop it. Yep. Just stop it. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's blame the hitting coach. Old Thank you. John. John. It's not Joe Vavre Rawlings. It's John Rawlings. That's his name. No, I legitimately saw the name of their hitting coach like a week ago, and I have no clue who he is or what he does. Is it Chip Hale? It is Chip Hale. I feel like he was a black guy, but maybe I'm misremembering. He is a black guy. Is it Challen? Chad Allen? No, Chad Allen is not a black guy. (laughs) Well, then I'm out. Those my only two guesses were were white guys. Chip Hale and Chad Allen. Okay, let's move on. Two guesses. <laughs> uh, no, I seriously, it's like John something, but I just don't know what it is. Uh, all right, is Irv going to get to twenty wins? John, you can start this one. Irv is not going to get to twenty wins. Nobody gets to twenty wins anymore. <laughs> I know he has had a crazy hot start in terms of number of uh, decisions, and he's still only on pace for nineteen wins. Yeah. You know, Stu, do you is, believe? You look at the Twins' bullpen, and even if Santana throws 
an amazing start in every game the rest of the way, the Twins' bullpen is going to blow enough of those games that he won't get to 20 wins. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. I agree with John that I don't think he'll get to 20. I think he'll get to about 17, 18. There's what? What is the percent chance that he gets traded? Like five percent? I think five's about right. It sounds like something the boy wonders would do. Five seems, yeah, yeah. They would need to really tank over the next probably two weeks, like hardcore, like lose eleven out of twelve or something. Thirteen out of fourteen would probably do it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, next question. What will there be more? Will Brian Dozier homer more than Ed Rosario walks? <laughs> so to give you some totals right now, B Doge has 13 yaks and Ed Rosario has 15 walks. So it's 15 to 13 right now. Now you think walks are going to happen more, but you know B Doge has got a 10 or 12 home run month in him at some point so this one seems neck and neck to me um i think i'm gonna go with eddie rosario because dozier just looks like i don't know he looks like he's been beaten down by like the babadook he and he's just resigned to the fact that the babadook (laughs) is gonna get him he is very babadook plagued babadook looking right now and i just don't he just he's really being affected by whatever babadook is is bothering him so i think rosario is gonna get this one I was, I might have, John? I might have picked Dozier in this fight, but earlier in this game, he somebody threw him a curveball that was literally above the bill of his cap, and he still swung at it, and amazingly, he still hit a ground ball to short, <laughs> short on it. I, I just don't, huh. the kind of swing that you have to put on the ball to ground a pitch above your head to shortstop indicates to me that Brian Dozier is <laughs> not right in many ways. The Duke is as good an explanation <laughs> as any, but... So, I'm gonna... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't doubt that Duke thing. That sounds legit. I'm a true believer in Ed Rosario's ability to be up in situations where he gets intentionally walked enough to beat Dozier. Yes, I am also going to go with you. I think Ed is going to get to... Boy, I think he might... You know, I'm feeling a little crazy right now. I've had a couple beers. I think he might get up to like 35 walks this year. Okay, Ed Rosario is not going to walk 35 times. He's going to walk six times in the second (laughs) half of the season and still beat Dozier. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I've been drinking. Uh, he's got 15 right now, so even if he gets to 21, you think Dozier's good for about 19 this year. Is that what you're saying? Right. I just I, I don't have a good time to mention this, so I'm just going to drop it in right here, Brandon. We, the Great Baseball Road Trip was a week sure. and a half ago, and one of the places we went was oh. Gwinnett, Georgia. It's not actually the name of a town. It's the name of a county, but I don't know how else to refer to it. We went to see the Gwinnett Braves. It's the Braves AAA team playing... We actually went there a couple of times because they got rained out the first night. And they hand out the little free program that they have when you get there. And so I was perusing the Gwinnett roster, which is fun for AAA because you always have three guys that you thought were still in the majors and now have sadly been forced to 
go back down to the International League and play AAA, but guess who was on the Gwinnett Braves roster? Sadly, not pitching either either of the nights that we went, but on the roster, potentially available. Boof Bonzer. No, 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 Brandon. Why would I be asking you? <laughs> is it a sweet boy, Andy Albers? Is it a sweet oh boy, Andy God. Albers? Brandon's old boy, friend, Andy Andrew Albers. Albers. It's got to be him. He was old friend. On the so he wasn't. So he go. wasn't in the game. So they must not have mattered. Forty-four years yeah. old and still pitching. Wow. God bless him. I was so excited that God perhaps he was going to come into the game, but they got rained out one night and they played five innings the other night, so no chances for Andy Albers, I'm afraid. Damn. Okay, so he is still stuck at two major league wins. Two major league, 78 to go. And, uh, well, we're still counting some others here. If we count everything else... He has 58 wins. <laughs> he has 58 huh? professional wins is what you're telling me? He has two in the major leagues, as mentioned. He has 44 in the minors. He has eight overseas and four other. <laughs> what the fuck is other? Yes. <laughs> The guy literally has They're counting fantasy three. football championships. <laughs> Man, baseball reference has everything. Four softball victories. Good job, Hans. <laughs> Four beer league wins in softball. So he's still not even close. God damn it. Who did I? I still will never know who I thought he was. Uh, well. That's great to it's great to know that he's still alive, still around. Okay. Let's uh let's hurry up these last three. We'll uh Miguel Sano is on pace for forty bombs. Is he gonna get to forty? Yes, yes, he will. I'm also gonna say yes. I do feel like there may be some sort of DL stint for him as well, but I don't I don't know. I, I just wa- I think I'm just go- well, I wanted to will it to happen because there haven't been a forty home run. Twins guy since what? Killebrew is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, uh, Dozier last year, right? Oh yeah, Dozier. Didn't Dozier do that last year? You're right, Stu. Oh right, right, right. Perfect. Before okay. The arrival of uh, are they going to win 82 games? <laughs> 82 games. Ooh, yeah. Boy. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say they're going to win 82 games. Good for you. I'm proud of you. I think it might be exactly 82, but... No, that's... You're, you're good. Um, low this I am to go off of my 69 win prediction. I think they will still finish. <sighs> 81 and 81 sounds about right. <laughs> I like how I'm predicting exactly so just under 82. Stu is precise enough to say, no, only 81. I can't go higher. Only 81. I just reversed Pythagorean, Price's right idea. Yeah, you did. The Pythagorean 
as much as we loathe Pythagorean. Actually, we don't because Clarence isn't here. We're actually able to be complimentary to Pythagorean. Uh, had them at 36 wins in the first half, which would put them at 72 wins. However, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but we have mentioned it before. They do not have to give those wins back. They get to keep the wins. So, yeah. Yep, I looked it up, and I called Hans, and he said we get to keep them. So they're ours. Oh, good. Uh, but good. either way, I still think they've, they're have they in for a little bit of bad luck. They've been outscored by, like, 50 runs, which is incredible. Um, yeah, but those, those 50 I think they're going to get to three games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right. You're right. Uh, I feel like I'm going to say they out, get to seventy. If you threw out their ten wins. biggest wins and their ten worst and their ten biggest losses, they would be like plus seventy five runs. You think? Well, I don't know, Brandon. Yeah, it could be. Are you going to make me sit here and do the math? I don't know how to do. Yeah, we'll sit here silently. All right, I'll look up more Ken Griffey read some stats. baseball reference pages before we get to that. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm going to actually read Andrew Albert's stats, if that's okay. That's fine. Uh, okay. Now, here's the most important question, even more important than uh, winning 82 games. So, just using the projections, uh, using the first half, can the Minnesota Twins, by the end of the season, use 54 different pitchers? Ooh. How many are they up to so far? 30? They've used... Tw- They've used 27 fucking pitchers in one half of a season. They Man. legitimately can't have 54 pitchers on their in their whole organization. They would have to call up everybody that hasn't already pitched in almost double A, single A, all of them. They all have to come up in order to get that record. Uh, so I think that's probably a feather in your cap of like, they could keep this up because they have had an insane amount of bad luck with pitching. So, can they get to thirty? Do you think? But that's get to 30? what they do. God, I mean, they're gonna have to pick up a couple extra dudes at some point, right? Well, because I mean, out of the get... twenty-seven, a bunch of them are gone. They'll have Dylan right? G Didn't up they... here at some point, so that's twenty-eight. Ooh, good call. Good call. But most of the other guys will just be back, right? Like, whoever the fuck these guys are. I don't even know. Justin Haley? That's he, You know that Justin Haley's thrown 18 innings for us? I don't even know who that is. He was the guy who was like the, 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 the guy who was on the Spurs, the, the bench, the big white guy. Oh, yeah. Yep. Justin Haley. I'm sorry. I should have. Yeah. Known. Yeah. Michael oh, Tonkin, I... is he still on the team? Is he in the organization anymore? Who no, knows? I have to get rid of him. Adam Wilk? That's Tierra? not a real person. And you know it. No. Okay. You're not going to fool this me, one? Brandon. Uh... <laughs> okay. Uh, twins reliever or like BuzzFeed writer? Drew Rusinski. Yeah, who knows? There's no way of telling. <laughs> I don't. I don't think any of those people are real. I, there's no way of even checking this. I don't think it's a possible to even try. I, I got nothing. Scientists are baffled. Uh, 
Drew Rusinski was a uh, pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, who may still be employed Ooh. by the Twins. Boy, I, I don't, I don't know. This just doesn't seem possible. None yeah. of these names yeah. are real. Mark Fract. Okay, that's you not even Mark Fract. No. That's like the fourth lead on Blue Bloods. He's like not Mark Fract. He, Mark Fract is the CFO of BuzzFeed. So, huh. he's oh, a real okay. person. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's stop this game. Let's be yep. done with okay. this one. Uh, okay, and my last question for you regarding the Twins is, because I, I don't actually know the answer to this, have we cut the cord on Ken Vargas yet, or is he still in the organization? No, He, he had another option, so he got sent down to AAA. Yeah. So he's... Uh, I, yes. It's time. Dump him. I just want to get rid of him. I would love to yeah, be done with him. He's not young. He's not good. Yep. Dump him. Yep. I agree. Okay, John, let's quick get to some other complaining that you wanted to do. Do you nah. want to complain about the Minnesota Vikings? No, nah, let's let's save that for another podcast. What about the What about the United? You want to hold that? You want yeah, to put, we'll hold it all. Hold it all. Right, you want to put those both on ice till next week? The depression is. It's got okay. Me. Great. Well, <laughs> this, uh, <laughs> it's broken you. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's call it a night then. Um, okay. Great. Well, good talking to you, you gentlemen. It was, yeah, it was a good talk. Good to, to talk to you guys a, again. Sort of a semi-normal podcast this week. It really was. Yeah, we kind of did. It was weird. And I will say, I, well, I do anyways, want to say to Stu, and Stu, please thank, thank your, your lovely wife and thank you for stepping up and doing a podcast when none of the rest of us could. Because right now it's starting to seem hey. like that... We're all just gonna pretty much have to take turns doing podcasts whenever we happen to be available. Like one night, <laughs> it'll just be it'll be Brandon and his kids, and me and Quinn will just do a podcast. She can just yell like a dinosaur because she's ten months old. Clarence and his kids will read their favorite articles from Infowars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so good. You'll never hear this though. Sad. Okay, cool. Well, uh, let's press stop. Goodbye, everybody. Later, guys. Love you all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.